Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered, or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For Season 2, I'm focusing on energy and things that positively increase our energy. The heliotropic effect states that all living systems are inclined toward or attracted to that which is life-giving. So I'm inviting guests who provide this positive, life-giving energy for me. My guest today is Blythe Stevens. Blythe and I are friends from way back when I was pursuing my coaching certification. Blythe is a coach, dancer, teacher, and a beautiful human who is now living in Cologne, Germany. For those of you listening in America, you know that today is Thanksgiving Day a day when we celebrate with friends and family and enjoy eating lots of delicious food, sometimes watching football, eating pie, and most definitely counting our blessings. I'm looking forward to talking with Blythe to see what she's doing in Germany on this Thanksgiving Day. You know, this podcast has given me almost a year to count my blessings and think about the things that I'm thankful for. So this Thanksgiving, it's easy to come up with the three things that have brightened my day. The first is Aria was finally eligible to get the COVID vaccine. We had an appointment for 4.30 p.m. So after I picked her up from school, we headed over to the clinic. We talked about her strategy to be brave and not cry when she got the shot. When we got to the clinic and were waiting in line, Some of the intake rooms had the doors open and you could hear kids screaming and crying. I was immediately on edge thinking it would throw Aria off her game, but she stayed brave. And when it was our turn, she looked at the nurse and said, shut the door. She was in no mood to listen to all the crying. The nurse gave her the shot and she held my hand and didn't cry a peep. That's my girl. And the icing on the cake to a successful first dose was a scoop of icing on the cake from Baskin Robbins, a poetic ending to a great day. The second thing on my list didn't initially brighten my day. You may remember my interview with Father Andy from season one, episode 17, I See You. He has answered a calling to become the new rector at an Episcopal church in Oberlin, Ohio. We are sad to see him leave, but as he told us, he's not leaving us, he's continuing on. And with him on his journey is his wise and oft-times very theatrical cat, Starbuck. Thinking of Starbuck and traveling, it made me think of our cat, Stormy. Stormy made a few moves in the car with Clark and I over the years, and she didn't particularly like traveling. Her sweet, sometimes slightly annoyed news were a constant companion in the car. Stormy was Himalayan seal point mix. She was a beautiful cat and had lots of hair. Once a year, usually in the summer, Clark would take her to the vet for a lion's trim, where they leave the hair around the face and lower leg and the very tip of the tail. She would go from this glorious long-haired cat to this tiny little trembling gray-colored kitten. 
It wasn't nice of me, but I couldn't help but giggle at her because she was so cute. The last time she got the lion's trim, they put tiny little bows in her hair. (laughs) And oh my goodness, was she stinking cute. But two swipes of her paws and those bows were history. I think of Stormy every now and then, and I hope she's happy in kitty heaven. And as for Starbuck, I hope she enjoys her trip to Ohio. And may she have lots of new prayer lists to sit upon and windows to look out of to contemplate the meaning of life. The third thing is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has always been one of my favorite holidays. Once our family home became Oregon, we used to rent a house on the coast and spend the long weekend cooking our own meals by a cozy fire and enjoying walks along the beach. Often it would rain, but who cared when there was good food, family, and fun all around? Another Thanksgiving tradition was building and decorating a gingerbread house. We used to make our own patterns and cut them out in gingerbread and then cook them in the oven. We would basically use burnt sugar warm from the stove as the adhesive. That's old school now. (laughs) Now you can just get a gingerbread house kit prefab. And the hardest part is waiting 15 minutes to put the roof on and hope the house doesn't collapse. It's still fun, and Aria enjoys decorating with the candy. A lot of candy is consumed in the decorating, but that's also half the fun. We usually keep it until around New Year's Eve, at which time I enjoy smashing the house and dipping broken pieces of gingerbread, which are now quite hard, (laughs) into warm apple cider or hot cocoa. If you have a favorite Thanksgiving tradition, I'd love to learn about it. A very heartfelt, and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. My guest today is Blythe Stevens. Blythe C. Stevens is a Hawaii-raised and Cologne, Germany-based bliss-catalyzing dance educator and coach and founder of A Blythe Coach, dance education and coaching to move through life with balance, grace, and power. And boy, does she have all of that. Blythe works with students and clients in studio and online and would love to connect on social media at a Blythe Coach or at ablythecoach.com. I met Blythe when I was pursuing my own coaching credentials and found her to be a thoughtful and inspiring human. I have loved watching Blythe's life journeys that have taken her from Portland, Oregon to Oahu, Hawaii, and most recently, Cologne, Germany. Blythe is an amazing person and beautiful dancer. I'm thrilled to have her as my guest today. Welcome, Blythe. Thank you, Lisa. I feel so welcome. And it's been such a pleasure also to watch your journey since we last met up so long ago (laughs) as well. It's true. We were just saying before this interview that it's been 11 years, I think, at least since we met at Powell's Books in Portland, Oregon. So it is very fun to get to see you again virtually. I don't know if you're aware of this, but this episode that we're doing is going to air on Thanksgiving Day in America. (laughs) And so being an expat in Germany, are you going to do anything to celebrate or do you have holidays and similar uh, holidays in Germany that you celebrate? 
That's a great question. And I was super excited to hear from you, actually, that this episode will come out on Thanksgiving Day because I love Thanksgiving. (laughs) I understand it has a bit of a problematic history with colonialism and the (laughs) indigenous peoples. However, I try to celebrate it really focusing on the gratitude and the togetherness with family and loved ones. And so it's a really, really special holiday to me. And actually, last year, I thought, oh, I just won't celebrate it this year. Sometimes what happens, because I've lived away from my family for a long time now, mm-hmm. is we'll just celebrate Thanksgiving, whatever it is, I'm home. So we'll celebrate Thanksgiving, you know, feasting just some other random day where I'm <laughs> actually able to come back and visit. It's hard to even find turkeys here and yeah. to scare up a turkey and all of that. I just thought it's not worth it really just for me. And so I thought, ah, oh, it's fine. I'll just skip it. And like usual, we'll celebrate it some other time whenever I'm able to see my family again. But then my girlfriend surprised me. I actually, I think I even worked that day and I came home and there was Thanksgiving dinner. She had found the Hard Rock Cafe here makes Thanksgiving dinners to go. So surprise, I got to have a whole Thanksgiving feast and it was so special. Oh my goodness, that's great. You know, I was curious, would turkey and stuffing be on a menu in Germany or in Cologne? No, not at all. (laughs) In fact, stuffing, I don't think they're even aware of what that is. Although casseroles they get, they call them Auflauf. And (laughs) big things in a casserole dish, they totally get. And of course, they're the masters of the potato. So you could have something sort of similar, but it would probably have ham or something like that instead. Well, that was a wonderful gift that your girlfriend gave you. And I also love that you, with your own family, the Thanksgiving Day is a day, but that actual November 25th doesn't mean anything to me, but it is that spirit of gratitude and celebration with family is what I love about Thanksgiving. So you can recreate that whenever. Totally, totally. And I will say that there is a certain joie de vivre um, here in Cologne. Although they don't have Thanksgiving and some of our American holidays, they do an amazing job of celebrating at other times of year. And Christmas is huge here. There's Mm. the Christmas markets and just a ton of festivity around that and also Carnival. So there's definitely a lot of opportunities to celebrate still. I think it's so cool that you are living there. I think it takes amazing courage to live in a place that's not native to where you were born. So I really admire you. And someday I hope to make it to Germany myself. I hope you do, too. It's it's really great. Now, let's talk about what are some of the things that have brightened your day lately? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had a very hard time narrowing this down, Lisa, up to three. (laughs) So I've got three sort of headings, day brightening joy. One thing that brightens my day every day is a whole slew of happiness supporting practices that I put in place. I have a whole morning routine, which includes my yoga practice, which honestly makes it so I can move at all in the morning, let alone teach dance and meditation and reading and writing. Gratitude has become a part of my daily practices as well. Actually, for a couple of years, I've kept a daily gratitude log. But then this year, I added an abundance log inspired by Melissa Griffin. And so that's helped adding this layer of celebrating all of the richness that's present in my life from 
coffee I drink in the morning and the simple pleasures like plumbing and electricity and hot showers and the fact that I got up that morning and just all the resources made me so present to every little bit of abundance in my life. I love that <laughs> abundance journal. I and I'm not familiar with Melissa Griffin. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. She has a great podcast as well. Um, and that's how I discovered her work. And yeah, it adds a certain layer, this idea of not just gratitude, but abundance. Like I have enough and more. I'm I'm rich, actually, even when I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at my bank account going, I'm not rich. But then I look at my life and truly I am. And actually, that segues really well into category number two. One of the things I'm most grateful that I'm rich in, which is love, the expressions of love that I experience. Even though I'm so far from my family, we talk Mm -hmm. on the phone. And because of the internet, I'm really well connected to family and friends far away. My girlfriend here and her family, the wonderful people who've embraced me here, Mm -hmm. um, and my terrible German (laughs) The students that I get to meet in person in the studio, but also online and the way that I've been able to build a global community of students and clients and dancers and being able to be engaged with people online has made such a huge difference in a time that could otherwise have been so isolating. Yes. As a dance instructor, and you know, that's face to face mostly, how long did you have to maybe do virtual lessons or are you still doing virtual lessons or how has that affected your dance practice? Yeah, it's really wild because those of us who didn't teach dance online before pandemic all had to learn how to do it. I I know some studios that did completely shut down during that time. And I, I find it really sad because it did provide a really nice opportunity for our students to have to see each other and to see us. And it definitely affected the way that I can teach. I had to really adjust my approach and learn quite a few technical skills, but it was such the parents and the families of the kids that did stick with it. And also the adult dancers that I teach were just so grateful to be able to continue that and have that in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was really different in terms of actually managing class. We had to shorten things a little bit because honestly, everyone was having so much screen time as well. It made sense to sort of shorten everything down, still have the experience. But I don't know, maybe you experienced that with with online learning in your family, too. Yeah, Um, I know what you mean. When you are all together, you're having to maybe adjust to where each person is at. And that can take a lot more time. When you really think about actual instruction time in, say, a half hour lesson, it's not as much as what would take if you had like 10 people in the room versus just one person watching what you're doing. So I I don't know, I, I get what you're saying. And I can see why it would go quicker. And you also wouldn't need maybe as much time if it's just one person following some steps. Right. And there's some other factors, too, including what is their home like, the surface of the floor. There's things we just couldn't do. But I found that people were really grateful just to still be able to have the experience of dancing in any shape or form during that time, because it was months that we were doing that. And it's allowed me to continue in some cases We're back in studio here in person, but I've been able to keep going with online teaching. It's not the same thing as a full in-studio class, but better than nothing for sure. And 
and it can make it fit into our lives a little bit better in some cases. Yeah, those small little gifts of COVID. There's been a few. Yeah, physical health, mental health, that's been really hard. But it's nice to be able to find those things that, yeah, we wouldn't have had that gift if it weren't for this experience. All right. What's the third thing that's brightened your day? Yeah, the third one I've decided is given that we were, quote, stuck during pandemic, I'm glad to have been stuck here, even though it's so far from my family. I really am enjoying living in Germany and there's four distinct seasons. So right now it's all cool and colorful and blustery. Even though it's been over two years now that I've lived here, I, I still feel like a tourist in some ways. So out of curiosity, how long of a flight is it to go from Cologne to... Is your family in Oregon? I can't remember. Or they you know, in they're in they're still in Hawaii. They're in so, Hawaii. So no matter what route you take, it takes about 24 hours. Oh, that's all included. Yeah, yeah. We've got the compression socks and the neck pillow. And oh my goodness. To go. <laughs> like preparing for a running a marathon almost. <laughs> yeah, it really is. No matter what happens, you're gonna be tired at the end. So Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Blythe, for taking time to be a guest on my podcast. Happy Thanksgiving for whatever day you get to uh, celebrate it this year. And thank you for brightening my day. Yeah, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all your listeners. I'm so excited to have been on your podcast. I'm so glad you're here brightening people's days. And I look forward to talking again soon. Thank you for tuning in to Brighten Your Day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at HiltonLisaB at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production, and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song. <laughs>